When you think about it, running a successful Instagram account is kind of like being the editor of your own private mini magazine. You need to know what your readers like and what part you are playing in their world. And then you need to deliver a consistent kind of content with a familiar and relatable voice that fits everything together really nicely. Like how strange and confusing would it be if you bought a magazine like Marie Claire one month and you found it was full of like angry right-wing Daily Mail articles. So as well as staying on brand, it's a really good idea to think about the regular fixtures and topics that you're including in your mini magazine Instagram feed. Just like the recurring features in our favorite magazines, these topics are the things that you expect you're going to be talking about regularly and they can become things that your viewers look forward to. So we already talked about the power of niches and diversity within your Instagram account and the importance of having that coherent visual voice. So the next step for that is to think about what categories you want to include in our account. Now, this is not to say we're going to be writing a rule book for anything you're allowed or not allowed to post. Just because you might decide after this that your categories are family, work and food, for example, doesn't mean that you would never be allowed to post a picture of a holiday. But if your Instagram feed is like a mini magazine for your followers, then the things you include and the things you don't include are going to determine the readership and set the tone. Creating these regular fixtures is just giving you a framework to work within. So whenever you're not sure what to post or when creativity feels like it's abandoned you for a while, you've got some clear guidelines to fall back on. Some examples of categories that I see most commonly used, although this is definitely not exhaustive, might be homes and interiors, family and kids, nature and landscapes, coffee, morning routines, uh, selfies and outfits, beauty, makeup products as a whole, maybe tips and advice, some creative, imaginative editorial content, food, behind the scenes content, user generated content, which is from customers, lifestyle, quotes and graphics, travel slash holidays, books and journals, seasons and weather, special occasions, work, inspiration and hobbies. So I put products in there as only one category because if you have a shop or maybe you are a handmade business, you can and I think probably should have other categories there in the mix too. So if you sell baby clothes, for example, your magazine might also feature your family life or your working life or your morning coffee routine. If you have a service-based business that isn't obviously photographable, you can choose topics that appeal to your target clients and allow them to get to know you and your work a little bit better. So for example, if you're a coach for women, you might show what books you're reading that relate to your work. You might show your desk during a consultation with your stationery. You might show your lunch, the things that you do to de-stress. Much like with the keywords we chose in the visual style section in week one, the possibilities are really endless and your choices here will be entirely individual to you. Usually, though, we can identify what our main most comfortable topics are just by going back through our feed, seeing what sort of images we were most drawn to post in the past and checking in with what resonates best with us. Usually I recommend having around three to six focus subjects that you're keeping in regular rotation. And then what's great is whenever you're not sure what to photograph or you're feeling low on ideas, you've got that list to fall back on and you know exactly where to start. So in practice, let's talk about my account because perhaps you are vaguely familiar with the things I post. So for me, it would be home and interiors. These are super easy for me. It's something I love. I love my home. Seasonal landscapes or something I kind of think of as Yorkshire porn because that can just be my window view. It's 
easy again. It's around me everywhere and I love it. It's beautiful. It inspires me. Family, specifically my daughter. Obviously, I'm me and Orla. She's a big part of my story. And my pets. Moments with cups of tea. That's like a whole genre for me. It's just something I love. They're the best parts of my day. Products, because I love beautiful stuff. And also because I like to keep room for sponsorship opportunities as part of my revenue streams. And there's something that I kind of think of in my head as concept shots. They're things that I very deliberately compose for Instagram because they're fun and they get really good reach for me. They tend to be quite good outreach posts and they're quite challenging to create. So that's six. And as you can see, they don't really fit the categories I listed before, but they work for me and they're just little titles that jog my memory for what it is I want to be creating. And they also often overlap. So a shot can be several of those categories at once, which is great. Now, from time to time, my gallery goes a little bit off track. My focus is pulled elsewhere. Maybe I'm working on other parts of my business. And I share a screenshot in the course notes of an example of six rows of my gallery that I have categorized into these different concepts. So sometimes my gallery can go a little bit off track. Everybody's can because we're humans and we're juggling all sorts of different things. And as a useful exercise, whenever this happens, I look through it and I just check in on the different categories, which ones I've been ticking the boxes for and which ones I haven't. I share an example of this in the course notes where it felt off balance to me. And as soon as I overlay the different categories on it, I can immediately see why it feels that way. There were too many landscapes. There was quite a lot of concept shots in there, but there were no products. There were no moments with cups of tea and there wasn't an awful lot of family. And those are the things I think that ground what I share in who I am and in my real life. So immediately, just that two second exercise, I know what I want to shoot to get more of, to get feeling like I'm back on track. And once you have your own list of categories, this is something you can do. You can check in with your gallery and your creations at any point. I don't want this to feel scary. I don't want this to feel like something you have to remember. Don't panic. In essence, all we're really doing is making a set of parameters to fall back on. So I rarely, if ever, have to consciously sit down and be like, hmm, what are my topics? Most of the time, we come to do this really intuitively without any real effort required. It's just like how the editors of Marie Claire or The Guardian will know instantly if something fits for their brand or not as soon as they hear it. We get to develop that muscle too. At the end of this module, we're going to pull all of these together in some lists into the worksheet so that you have a place where you've generated a load of ideas for your different topics that you can fall back on whenever you're struggling for what to post.